morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. Is there anybody else besides me that's glad that the Lord has blessed us 
to see another day. This the second Sunday in August of the year 2022. He didn't have to do it, but I thank God that he did. It's not because we've been so good, but it's because he's good and he blessed us to see another Lord's day. Day by day, morning by morning, he blesses us with new blessings. And that's something for us to rejoice about. We welcome those of you who are joining us by way of live streaming. If you have friends and loved ones that you need to tell, then let them know that we are here and we are the noisy bunch that don't mind giving God praise. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you, Lord. Father God, we do not take this opportunity to worship and praise your name in vain. Thank you, Father God, for those of us that can say hallelujah. And Father, we ask that you will have mercy on those who are in hospitals, those behind prison bars, those in nursing homes, those that are bereaved. Lord, have mercy. But for us that are up and able, Lord, give us strength to just keep on keeping on and telling the dying world that you are God and that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Father God, bless this service. Bless every service that's open, that's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Father God, let us leave this place inspired, motivated, and better than we were when we came. And we will forever give you all of the praise, the glory, and the honor. We ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our God. Amen. 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 Give the Lord some praise up in here. All right. Praise team is coming. Come on, we're going to give him glory this morning. Come on, put your hands together in here. It's not about us, but it's about Jesus. Is that right? Cheese! 
said to her, daughter, your faith has, has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of, of Jairus, the, Jairus the, the, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told, told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When, when they came to the house, to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a, saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. Let us pray. Lord, there is a humbleness to prayer. This is an opportunity to reconnect on a deeper level to you, and we thank you for it. To not only speak to you, but to hear your voice speak to us. On today, Lord, we are grateful to be thy servants. We are thankful to have an opportunity to show others your goodness and mercy in the way we live and in the way we treat each other. This morning we come not just asking what you can do for us, but what can we do for thy kingdom? We, we many times ask for the presence of you in our lives without realizing that through thy service, you will show us thee. That when we take two steps under thy will, you then take four steps to finish thy purpose. When we step out on faith for that which is right, just and unselfish for thy kingdom, we see your presence on those things not glorified by the world, but redeemed by the maker. I ask you this morning only for strength, the wisdom, and the sincerity to really know my purpose in this life. If you've been through something and the Lord woke you up this morning with an ounce of strength, a pound of faith, and a ton of gratitude, that when the Lord has shown thy purpose, now we know why we are here. Once we start to know thy, thyself through thine eyes, we are now ready to do thy will. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, let's all say amen. Good morning, K Chapel. As you have probably come to the conclusion that the pastor is not here in presence with us this morning. And we are praying for the family as they plant children on college campuses. Amen. That is such an important job. And, um, you know, I said this a few weeks ago about how pastor is really giving us the examples that we need. Like the Sunday when he rested and this Sunday being the parent that he and, and Dr. Buckley are, that they are there with their children and putting them on college campus this morning. And we just uh, pray for the safe return as they travel back home. The special emphasis for um, this morning is about Girl Scouts. 
Is Ms. Margaret McGee or Verdi Martin present? Okay, let me let me just ask you to stand because some people may not know you. Kind of turn around, let them look at your face. There they are, beautiful seasoned saints who have been working with our Girl Scout program for years. And, you know, it just was put on my heart to, to talk about Girl Scouts. I was a Girl Scout. Verdi, I don't know if you knew that, that I was a Girl Scout. And all of us, all, all Girl Scouts, raise your hand. All right, all Boy Scouts, raise your hand. And what, what you know is that this is preparatory training. And when it's done through the church, that's like a double dose. So we want you to find these ladies. Uh, if you don't have a granddaughter or, or a child that you're ready to put in scouting, I'd like you to sponsor somebody. Let us be servants of making sure that all of our children are in one of the scouting programs. Let's give them a hand as they start up this year for the scouting program. At this time, we are going to have the special words uh, that will make you real happy. All right, y'all didn't see that smile. People in the, in, online, we're getting ready to talk about that time that all of us can participate in the service. Good morning, K Chapel. Well, it's ties and offering time. I say it's ties and offering time. This is the time where we all get the opportunity now to bless the Lord through our giving. Here at Cade Chapel, there are primarily three reasons why we give. First, we give as a demonstration of obedience to God's word. Second, we give as a sign of thankfulness for God providing provisions in our lives. And thirdly, we give simply because we desire to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and missionaries that occur here and around the world through K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by the traditional envelope system. You can mail it in or drop it off by the office. Or you can use the K Chapel app. And for those of you that are with us by live stream, you too have the opportunity to bless the Lord through your giving. So how much you give, and by whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a God bless you all. Belongs to you. Belongs to all my praise. All my praise. 
Yes. Belongs to you. Oh God. Awesome God you are. Mighty deliverer. You are my strength. Incredible God. You are. You're my protector and my defense. Every day your grace. Your mercy endureth. So I worship you. Come on, lift your hands and say, all my praise belongs to you. Yes, it does. It belongs to you. Yeah. Belongs to you. Oh, God. Oh, it's all right to praise him. All my praise belongs to you. Every bit of it, Lord. Belongs to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, it's all right to praise him. Come on, say it again. All my praise. Every hallelujah. Every thank you, Jesus. Belongs to you. All my Belongs to you. Give it to him. All my praise belongs to you because you're worthy. It's worthy. You're worthy, Lord. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. All oh, my praise. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be accepted. In your sight, Jesus, you're worthy, you're worthy, oh, oh, God, oh, God, oh, my praise, thank you, Jesus, thank you for being there, through the thick and the thin, you're there, oh, oh, from you, Lord. All the praise belongs to you. Thank you, Lord, for those that have given this morning, Lord. May it be used for, for thy purpose, Lord. For those that weren't able to give, Lord, bless them as well, Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may we all say amen. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Again this week, there are those that need your prayers. And again, this is an opportunity for you as a church member to participate in the ministry of one another. We ask that you continue to pray for the Jones and Knox family, the Bennett family, 
the Bell and Brown family, the Payton and Davis family, the Wilson and Lewis families, because they buried loved ones this week. Sister Jean Clark lost her mother, Sister Luberta Mixon, another one of our longtime members. The funeral for Sister Mixon will be held on Saturday, August 20th at 11 o'clock a.m. here at K Chapel. Sister Michelle Rogers Bennett lost her sister, Sister Alicia Austin in New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, again, the funeral arrangements will be shared with you as they are made known to us. Sister Malia Walker lost her brother, Brother Johnny M. Walker, Jr. The funeral for Brother uh, Walker was held on yesterday, August 13th, in Shaw, Mississippi. Sister Annie Sexton and Sister Sharon Alexander lost their sister-in-law, Sister Betty Jo Little Taylor. The funeral for Sister Taylor will be held on August, 13, August 19th in California. We have those recovering at home or in the hospital or in rehab. Sister Bonnie Harris, Representative Alice Clark, Sister Robbie Edwards, Brother Walter Cheatham, and Brother Benny Lowry are all asking for your continued prayers. And also Sister Annie H. Alexander, who is now in the St. Dominic's Hospital. We ask that you continue to pray for those recovering at home. Sister Catherine Kilpatrick, Sister Pat Gaines, Sister Doris Johnson Williams, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, Sister Mildred Wyvette Smith, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Brother Al Levy. Sister Lynn Humphrey and Brother Larry Bingham are also asking for your continued prayers. And as you travel this week, remember to pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. Come on, Dexter. Yes, she is. 
who we talking about, y'all? He Say it again, satisfied. Just in case you didn't know who we were talking about, I'm talking about Jesus. Anybody ever been sick? Anybody ever been broke? Anybody ever needed a door open that was closed? Anybody ever had a problem that you couldn't solve? I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus, only Jesus. He satisfies yes yes he satisfies thank you choir for that message he satisfies he satisfies come on holy spirit to not forsake to assemble one with another. This is where we come to the service station to get filled so we can make it through another week. Right now, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to hide me behind your cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be those things that you know your people need to hear. Bless right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Giving honor to God, who is the head of my life, to Pastor Buckley. Pastor Buckley Emeritus and the First Ladies of this House, to our wonderful boards of deacons and mothers, to these people that stand every week, our wonderful urshas, to the music staff that is second to none. To you, my sisters and brothers in Christ. This is probably one of the easiest and hardest messages I've ever preached. It was like 8 o'clock last night that Pastor and I communicated. And the word came nearly instantly. And the sermon subject is pretty simple. Don't be afraid. Just believe. I, I thank you for that song sermon you just gave. 
because that's what it's really all about. Jesus satisfies. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Now, I want to take you to two familiar stories that come out of Mark chapter 5. And if you have your Bibles and if you have your uh, cell phones, this is one time, young people, you are permitted to pull out your cell phones. And if you would go with me to chapter 5, verses 34 through 38. Now, we're starting in the middle of a story. And I've said this to you before, your homework is to go back and read the first 33 verses of the chapter. But 34 starts with, he said to her, quote, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering, end quote. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Quote, your daughter is dead, they said, end quote. Why bother you the teacher anymore, end quote? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, meaning Jairus, quote, don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly, period. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, this seems kind of unusual that I would give you the middle of a story. All kind of cliffhangers, right? But I think that what you will find in this discussion this morning is that the points are listed in these verses will keep us from being afraid. First of all, Jesus overheard a conversation meant that Jesus is listening. The second is, is that you should seek the voice of the Holy Spirit because he gave an answer. And then always look out for the commotion. There will be a reactions, but they are not the last word. And then the fourth point is believe in miracles by faith. Now let's go into this story. Jairus, in the Bible, is the father of a 12-year-old. And it is certain that Jesus is going to raise her from the dead. But when he, Jairus, the synagogue leader from, from, from Caponius, that's from uh, the 22nd verse of that fifth chapter, he's well known. He's well-respected. And when he came to Jesus, he came humbly. It says that he actually fell down at his feet, and he pleaded with Jesus. He expressed his faith that he knew Jesus had the ability to heal his daughter. Amen? The book of Mark records the story, but also in the 8th chapter, the 41st verse through the 56th verse, if you want to take a note of that, the same story is depicted in just a few different words. But here is the clinch. He came humble. He kneeled down. He pleaded his case. And Jesus followed him. Now, there is an example of how we should approach the Lord. When we seek him, when we humbly come before him, 
when we kneel down and we plead our case, I promise you, Jesus will follow you. Jesus walked with Jairus, but here is the other perplexing part of the story. There was a crowd, and the crowd was so thick that they could hardly press their way. And people were crushing them on every side. And I know that Jairus must have been frustrated because just like anybody that's got a child that's sick, you want, Dr. Don, we want them to get there fast and quick and in order. And, and they could not move with the intensity that Jairus expected. Now, in the story, a woman is now introduced. Uh, we got a full description of that important leader, didn't we? But what did we get about the woman? Well, you can go back in the Old Testament and find out that the issue of blood was a circumstance that was not well thought of. So then we can put her in the category of the left out and the least. She was not well thought of. She was not well respected in the community. In fact, if anybody knew who she was, they probably were trying to keep from touching her and trying to keep her from touching them. But the story tells us this woman with an issue of blood for 12 years, she had a mission. And she was really very, very distinct about her intentions. She was very deliberate and she actually wanted to make sure that she achieved her goal. And her goal was pretty simple. We know the story. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole in the midst of this crowd, in the midst of all of this touching and everything around them, the woman struggles her way through the crowd until she gets just close enough so that she can touch the hem of his garment. And the Bible says she was made whole. Hallelujah. But Jesus says, Somebody touch me. It's an amazing account. Dr. Green, I would wonder, why did Jesus say that? Because his disciples pointed out to him, what do you mean somebody touch you? There's a crowd all around you. People are all around all of us. Why do you say that somebody touched The woman trembling in fear fell before him. She kneeled down on her knees and actually told him it was her. And the response is so beautiful. Jesus. Jesus, 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 all he said was, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. Isn't that a wonderful message? Isn't that what we want God to do for us when we're suffering? Isn't it the message that we want to hear that he's with us and that he will provide for us the healing that we want? And isn't it reassuring that you will suffer no more? Well, there are a couple of things that I want to bring to your attention. First of all, whenever God overhears a conversation about you there is already an answer and as Jesus was speaking to this lady 
and the people came forward, he did not stop to give the answer to Jairus. He simply turned and said to him, don't be afraid. Just believe. Now, how incredible was that? Because here Jairus is hearing from his servants from home that his daughter has now just died. The servants don't care that they come and interrupted Jesus. They're not really paying any attention that he just healed the woman. All they know is that they are the people that can deliver a message to their high priest. And they deliver what they think is good information. Your daughter is dead. But then here's the most incredible sentence that comes next. Why bother the teacher anymore? Who are you? How can you say I should not be talking to Jesus? Have you had that happen in your life? Have you had someone come between you and your understanding of the faithfulness of serving God? Have you had someone that tried to discourage you when there was a moment when all you needed was to hear from Jesus? Jesus hears. He overhears those conversations. And he's there for you. And he'll be just like he was there for Jairus. He won't pay any attention to the naysayers. He, he won't give them any power. He will just turn to you and say, don't be afraid, sister. Don't be afraid, son. You can make it through the trials and tribulation. Yeah, you just lost your job. Yeah, that child is somewhere and you don't know where they are. Yeah, there's shooting in your neighborhood. Yeah, there's poverty here in America, but there is an answer. That's the reason we must not be afraid. We must not listen to the soothsayers. So here's Jairus. People telling him one thing. Jesus is there reaffirming his faith. So, Here's the point, second point. You have a choice. We talked about in Sunday school this morning, when the evilness is there, when, when the bad stuff is present, when, when the soothsayers are right there in front of you, when the bills are too high and you've already robbed Peter and paid Paul and there's nobody else to give you any more money, when, when all of the things are happening, there is a partial advisory that I can give you this morning. Don't listen to that side. Listen to the side of Jesus. Listen to the message that the Lord has for you. When Jesus decided to answer Jairus, not only did he have an answer, but he had a plan. And his plan was real simple. Come on, let's go to your house. But I tell you what, we're not taking all these people with us. Now, that has to be the third point. You got to leave the commotion. You, you got to leave the confusion. You, you got to leave all of the crowds that say what you can't do and how you can't move out of this house, how you can't get a better job, how you can't get your children out of trouble. You got to leave the, those commotion people who are just standing around crying and moaning and complaining about, oh, the taxes are too high, inflation is too high, the gas is too high. You got to leave the crowd and you got to know that you know that you know that you know come on now somebody know don't you know that Jesus is there, that there is a goodness in our Lord, that he is going to be there just like he was there for Jairus and he took 
Jairus, the three disciples, and Mama. We can't leave our Mama. We don't know Mama's name, but we know that he took Mama too. And he went into the room with the daughter. Now, I, I want you to put a, a pen there to talk about two things right quick. Daughter. Do you realize that the least left out woman was crowned with the glorious name of daughter? Here's the high priest who already daughter is held in high esteem, we can imagine. But here Jesus elevates the left out woman. And in one parable, in one scripture, he put the least and the leaders in the same category of blessings and miracles. Isn't that amazing that we have a God that does not discriminate? It doesn't make it any difference if you got some money or if you don't have any money. If you go to Jesus in prayer, if you go to him on bended knees, if you plead your case, he's not going to ask about your bank account. He's just going to say, I'm here for you, my sister. I'm here for you, my brother. I am so glad we serve a God this way. Miracle God, a God who is so magnificent. He keeps his promises. He actually comes when you need him, and he's right on time. You may not know his schedule, but I promise you, if you call on him, and he's coming right on time. Oh, he stopped by the house. He, he, he went in to the room. She was dead. Do you know how many of us die daily? How, how many of us allow the world to just get us down? Just take the life out of us struggling with all of the confusion and we just lay down we just die but isn't it wonderful that with a touch of Jesus what was that old song Touch, touch me, Lord Jesus. With what? Thy hand of mercy. Do you believe that? If you believe that, you cannot be afraid. Just believe. Touch. Touch my situation, Lord. Oh, 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 that man still won't come to church, but God, I know you can touch him. God, I know I'm talking to that child, but that child's not listening. Touch right now, Lord Jesus. This situation on this job is so crazy. I feel like giving up, but I need the money, Lord. Touch right now, Lord Jesus. Jairus was a leader. The bleeding woman was just a person. But Jesus, gracious, perfect, power-filled, merciful Jesus. All they did was bow down. All they did was both plead their cases. All they did was say, Lord, come. I need you right now. I wonder if we who are called by his name, Isaiah faith, have, have, have we humbled 
ourselves. Are we ready to seek his face? Are, are we ready to turn from our sinful ways? We, we talk about a Jackson in trouble. We talk about evilness in high places. We talk about leaders who are taking money under the cover. We talk about our children. But have you done away with fear? Fear that God won't answer you. Fear that there is no answer. And just believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that he will answer your prayer. Do you believe this morning? All right, that's kind of weak. And I, I, I need some folks. Do you really believe that God answers prayer? Do I have a few folks that God has already answered some prayers in your life? I know you ought to be able to stand to your feet and, and witness this morning. I believe. Say with me, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. There is no reason that we should give up on our children. I believe. I believe. There is no reason we should worry about economy. I believe God got it. I believe that he knows where we are. He understands where we are. And how do I know? For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but they shall have everlasting life. I believe. I believe he came. I believe he died. I believe he rose from the dead. I believe he ascended into heaven. I believe that he's gone to prepare a better place for me and that he has a place for you and that we as his children, we'll meet him on that glorious day. All we got to do is believe, believe, believe. Hallelujah. I want you to believe this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if you believe... If you believe, there has to be somebody in here this morning that came that was wondering if there was a real God. And if there is any reason to come to church, if there is any reason to read that Bible, I want to tell you that you just come down here right now and give your life to Christ. That's all you need to do. Let us teach you. Let us work with you because there is a God. There is a living God. There is a God that knows all your pain. There is a God that has all your answers. There's a God that knows your address. And he'll call on you. All you got to do is let him in. Let him in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Is there one that would like to come to this church this morning by letter or Christian experience or a candidate for baptism? The doors of the church are open right now. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord. I will trust yeah. in the Lord. I will trust.
Jesus that we pray. Amen. 